put up this protective barrier around yourself with people, with yourself, Ooh. even with God. Ooh. And and because you don't want to be vulnerable because when you've been hurt, when you've been violated, when you've been betrayed, you're afraid that if one more thing happens, you're just done. And so you subconsciously try to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can, yeah, definitely. I was one of those people like letting down guards for what? You're going to hurt me. That was my way of walking through life. Right. Um, you know, some things happened when I was a child where, you know, my, my dad wasn't necessarily there and my mom, she was working and just, you know, it was like I was, and I'm an only child. So I was kind of just left to myself kind of. And it was just like, I don't know. I built that wall. I had cousins who I hung out with. I had aunt. Who I hung out with, but I really was a defensive individual. And it was for that reason that you just said, like you experienced so much trauma. It's like, okay, I'm going to defend myself before you're even able to hurt me <laughs> anymore. Right. I can't deal with it. Right. So those walls are a subconscious response to that trauma and saying that I, I can't deal with it. I don't want to deal. I used to hate people. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Let me just reveal the secret. I used to hate people, right? And so I was a whole attorney and my goal was to be just the, you know, the baddest female and the highest skyscraper at make my money and everything else is just whatever. God said, uh, nope. I stopped practicing law and became a makeup artist. <laughs> what? <laughs> and for 13 years, I dealt with people. And I'm talking about like, close up on them, right? <laughs> Dealt with people. So it was God breaking that out of me, not knowing how to deal with people and not liking to deal with people. And over that period of time, like I said, 13 years is the deliverance time it took for me to get all that gunk up out of me, right? It wasn't a oh, one week, one month type situation. No, 13 years. And at the end of that, God said, okay, now you know how to deal with people. You recognize that Everybody who has an attitude doesn't necessarily mean they have an attitude with you. Everybody who has an issue doesn't mean that they have it with you. And so sometimes you have to be the love that you wish was given to you in your time. Or when you used to act, he was talking to me he, when, in the time that I was acting stupid. Right. So, um, so now I'm at a point to where I'm like, okay, I'm better able to deal with people. I'm better able to forget. Now I'm forgiving people for stuff they didn't even do. I'm just apologizing. Just a week ago, I had a big family text message and I just started apologizing to everybody. Did I hurt you? Oh, I haven't. Well, I'm sorry. Can I put a sorry on reserve just in case in the future I do? I was just apologizing to everybody. Right. So that's what God has been dealing with me is the forgiveness component of being a Christian. I thought I had it together, but he was like, uh, you see that little spot over there? I'm gonna need you to clean that up, too. And he was talking about my heart. That little spot on your heart. Yeah, we're going to need you to spray a little Windex and get some paper towel and uh, clean that off too, right? So that's where I am in the situation. Just forgiving people who may never apologize, who may never say I'm sorry, who may never admit that what they did is what they did. And I'm okay with it, which is the the interesting part. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know, so Yeah. Can we talk about what forgiveness looks like with toxic people that you need boundaries for? How do you Ooh. how do you 
how do you deal with that line? Because you, you can forgive someone, but what does forgiveness mean for you versus what does it mean to how you practically interact with someone who doesn't care, isn't sorry, and is going to continue to walk all over you? Okay, well, let me let me preface this by saying this. When dealing with the toxic person, you need to be prayed up, right? And you need to be hearing from God on, is this person my assignment or is this a person who just, they want to hurt me and I have to use wisdom and remove myself from their presence, number one. Um, if you're dealing with the person who wants to hurt you, like that's their intention is to hurt you, abuse you, misuse you, mishandle you. Um, me personally, that's not what I'm, yeah, I'm not going to subject myself to that. So that may be a person who I need to love from a distance, um, praying for them. If they want to talk to me, calling and just checking on them, if that's what they want to do. But if they don't want to have a relationship with you, don't force them to. The Holy Spirit doesn't force us to have a relationship with him. So you can't be over there trying to override somebody's will. You're going to be my friend. You're going to be my family. You're going to love me. That's not how it works. So you may have to just love them from a distance, continue to pray. And then when God, God in due season, that's what I just hear in due season, God will mend that relationship right now for the people who they're your assignment. And when I say assignment, God wants you to be the person who walks out this thing called Christianity in front of them. Then, um, you know, when you're around, you may, you'll want to be cordial. You know, you don't, you don't have, God told us to love one another. He didn't say I had to like everybody. That's the thing I love about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> he said, we, he didn't tell me I had to like everybody. He just said, love them, forgive them. And that's really what he said. So there's going to be some people who you don't like their personality. You don't like their ways. You know, they rub you the wrong way. And in that situation, you have to ask God, okay, God, are they revealing something in me that I haven't quite tackled just yet? Right? So I sometimes don't like loud people, but as you can see, sometimes I get animated and I get loud. So I'm like, how I'm not liking loud people and sometimes I'm one of them. Right? So sometimes people are your mirror. They're showing you things about yourself that agitate you because it's in you too. Right? So you just want to be mindful. Like me personally, I have some family members who I've literally cut off. Like, there's no reason to talk to you. There's no reason to come around because you provoke violence. Like you want to fight, like actual literal physical violence. And I'm not going to jail for anybody, right? So those people I have to kind of cut off. Like, I'll see you from a distance. But the people who do want to deal with me, I've apologized. Even if I didn't do anything wrong, I apologize just to maintain the peace. Just going to someone and saying, you know what? I'm not sure if I offended you. I'm not sure if I've said or done something to you that was inappropriate, but I just want to extend an olive branch. I just want to say, I'm sorry. And I want a better relationship with you. You'll be amazed at how effective those two words are. I'm sorry. Right? And that, that will mend the majority of a relationship. Now, in a situation where, like I said, you've been abused or that person did something to you, you really have to be led by the Spirit of God of how to deal with this. Because I can give you tips, but it may not be good for your particular situation. Yeah, so. every every situation's different. Mm -hmm. There's no one size fits all yeah. <laughs> when it comes to this. And that's why when you said earlier 
the best thing is to get close to God because we have to learn how to hear from him when we're dealing with people because mm-hmm. they're all his children too. Mm-hmm. And so I like I like the advice you gave about somebody who maybe they could be your assignment or you're meant to show them Christ. You know, maybe they're acting out, but they, they don't know the gospel or they don't know Christ or, you know, they're not in that relationship with God where they do see the error of their ways. And mm-hmm. maybe by you interacting with them or, you know, you don't have to trust them or let them into your inner circle or let them close, mm-hmm. you know, use wisdom, use discernment, but maybe they are someone that you continue to check up on or call or, you know, have a some sort of relationship with. Mm-hmm. But if there's somebody, like you said, that is <laughs> bet out to hurt you, that has proven over and over again, mm-hmm. it's okay to set a boundary. It's yes. okay. Like, and I feel like, so many times we feel like as Christians, we have to love people. So that means we have to constantly let them into our lives. No. But boundaries are healthy. It's okay to put distance with, with a toxic relationship. Listen, I love setting boundaries. And I think that's why a lot of times my family is like, they think I'm the rough one. And when I say rough, it's like, I'm the one who doesn't play. I, I'm, I love love. I love respect. I love when family can come together, have a good time, laugh, joke, create memories. I'm that family member. But when people start talking sideways, calling each other out their name, cussing each other out, being um, uh, nitpicking with one another, wanting to fight one another and all this other stuff. No, let no. Hey, my voice, my voice get a little deeper then. We're going to set some boundaries. <laughs> We're going to yeah. set some boundaries. Like, listen. Don't disrespect me because I'm never going to, I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to call you out your name. I'm not going to try and fight you. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. But if that person is bent on conducting themselves that way, like I said, sometimes you got to love people from a distance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then the other aspect where you said, if somebody has abused you and they're, they're actually hurt you, like uh, the listeners most of the people listening probably know this from listening to previous episodes, but I came out of an abusive relationship a couple Mm. years ago and I had to go completely no contact. And I was really afraid for my safety. I actually Mm. had to, I got the court involved. I had to get a, an order, a protection, protection from abuse order, because I knew that God was like, protect like you can't this person is is straight from the enemy like this Mm. person is out to hurt you this person is out to hurt your family and so I did what I had to do it was (laughs) nerve-wracking but God has shown me like some some people don't understand when you cut somebody out like that you know they don't they don't understand but I knew like nobody knew what happened behind closed doors Mm. nobody knew how he treated me nobody knew what happened and I knew that I was afraid for my safety I was afraid for my family and I had to do that and so for anyone listening like you can forgive in your heart you can forgive for Christ but you don't have to you don't always have to tell that person you forgive them like I've had to work through my own healing journey of forgiveness for my own self, I had to work through that whole situation that happened over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I had to step back and heal with the Lord and spend time with God and get to know God better. And starting this podcast and releasing songs about it and everything, God has been speaking to me, you know, yeah. and I've had to come to a place in my heart where I'm, the memories are, are, are 
they hurt. It hurts to think about. It's not, it's not, um, it's still unpleasant, but I'm okay. I have peace. Like I've realized Mm -hmm. like, you know, it is forgiving your abuser is one of the hardest things to do. Mm -hmm. And you can forgive them in Christ without letting them in, without sacrificing your boundaries, Mm -hmm. without anything like that. And you have to go through it with Christ on your own. And you have to come to a place for you where you are healed. Because I had, I was so, I had my walls up so high. I was crying at the drop of a hat. Like Mm. I just, I was so traumatized by this experience that I couldn't function. I had to work through with Jesus to come out of it. And it, I can say now I have more peace. I have more joy. I have more love. I have more forgiveness. I have Mm -hmm. more grace than before that even happened Mm -hmm. because I had to go through. I had to go through the storm in order to come out on the other side. Mm. So I love that word through. (laughs) When people tell me that they've made it through something, that means I was at the beginning of it. I went through the worst of it and now I'm on the other side. And so there's so something significant about going through something. Christ went through crucifixion. He went through all the things that he went through. But now he's on the other side of it. Now we're on the other side of it. And I almost think like there's a responsibility. So I'm I'm excited for you because you're walking in that responsibility. I'm now reaching back and seeing who else I can help bring out or who else I can throw a lifeline to bring them out. And so you don't even know it, but you're operating. Well, you may know it, but you're operating in deliverance, right? Because it's people who don't know what to do. Don't know, don't have anyone to speak to, right? That's why I'm so thankful, like for Clubhouse. Like, I think that's how I met you. Like, there's some people who are literally thirsty for the word of God, thirsty for the testimonies of his believers that say, you're going to go through this and you're going to make it out. They're thirsty to know that anxiety doesn't have to be their portion. They're thirsty. They're thirsty. That's all I can say is thirsty. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so God, now I understand what you mean by you're the living water, right? You, you are, we are like a tree planted beside the rivers of water. Why do we have to be by the rivers of water? Because we need a refreshing. We need a refreshing. Listen, okay. I'm, I'm trying to be dignified and not preach, but, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm just excited. It. I'm excited for what God is doing and how he's using every instrument that he's using in media and of how to get his word out to his people and those people who don't even know they're his people yet, but they're coming on into the fold too. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Wow. Wow. Praise God. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you have something called the rose that grew from concrete. Can mm. you talk about that? Oh. What, is, what, what is it? What's the meaning behind it? <clears throat> okay. So um, it's actually, if I'm not mistaken, it's actually a song. This is going to be funny, but I think it's a song by Tupac or a poem by Tupac. But when I heard that title and I've heard it used before, what I mean by that is <clears throat> when you think of concrete, Concrete is very hard. Concrete is very cold. Concrete is typically very dark. Um, And you don't think of anything living up under it, right? But sometimes there's foliage that's strong enough to crack the concrete and grow up out of the concrete. 
and bloom into what it's supposed to be. So I often think of myself like that, where I was born and raised. I was born and raised in Flint, Michigan. They're still having trouble with water. Um, I was there during the crack epidemic and people, a lot of people who were close to me were addicted to crack cocaine. I grew up, my father, I didn't know him. Him and my mom split up, uh, when I, when I was two, I was the only child. My mom was at work majority of the time. I was left to myself often. Um, I was always a gifted student. Like I was always in gifted classes. I was always ahead of the class. So intellectually I was there you know what I mean but like emotionally um I wasn't there because I, I just didn't have anybody to help me cultivate my emotions I didn't have the 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 white picket fence and you know mom was baking cookies and and dad would come home and dinner would be on the no my story wasn't like that right I remember days um you know like I said people close to me were addicted to drugs I don't want to put all their business out there um and so um I was in a gang, believe it or not. I know you like the shirt and I look cute now, but I was in the whole gang. Um, <laughs> a whole gang, like fighting, guns, all kind of stuff. Um, so I say all of that to say this is that where you are now is not where you are always going to be, right? Who you are now, if given the opportunity, God can do a whole entire makeover in your life. I'm talking about a complete refurbish, a complete renovation, a complete overhaul. You don't have to stay the person that you were or the circumstance that you're in. You don't have to stay there. Invite God in. So when I think about the rose that grew from concrete, I think of all the odds that were stacked against me. I'm black. (laughs) I'm a woman. I come from a city that uh, eventually was impoverished because all the factories went and left out. Um, I just think of all the statistics. And then I look at different people in my family who grew from the same place and how some of them have gone to jail. Some of them have, you know, entered into lifestyles that are, you know, what they are. And I just I'm, I'm amazed at how God God, Why was I not a statistic? How how was I able to get out of there? You know what I mean? And become somebody who stands before you today that if I told you all those things, you'd be like, who? No, that's a different person. No, it's the same person. It's just that, again, there was a crack in the concrete and that foliage was just strong enough to grow out of that concrete. And on top of that, because God was with me. I can just remember just always loving God and enjoying God, even in Flint, Michigan, going to church, listening to the the worship songs, listening to the pastor, wanting to experience this God that everybody was talking about. Right. And I think that was just God wooing me into a relationship with him, even at an early age. So that's what I mean by when I say the rose that grew that grew from concrete, like that was the, the odds were stacked against me, like, like for real, for real. And so that's why I think I have a heart like you, which is I want to reach back to whomever I can. You know what I mean? Just whoever. It doesn't matter. Like I'm white, black, rich, poor, stripper, doctor, lawyer. It doesn't matter to me. I want to reach back to whoever may need a helping hand by way of what I can share. Um, I think in the scripture, it says uh, one of the apostles, silver and gold have I not, but that which I have, I give unto you. So if it's an encouraging word, if it's uh, uh, if I'm flowing in the prophetic, it is a prophecy or even if it is a, a, a generous gesture, 
um, you know, I want to be that person just like you. So I, that's why I was like, yeah, let me come on here with Christabel. Yes. <laughs> well, wow. Praise God for his work in your life. I was actually getting tears in my eyes while you were sharing Aww. that. Like, I just, where he has brought you from, like your, the joy that you have in the spirit is so evident. There is yeah. such a light in you. There is such a joy and there is such a genuine about yeah. you thank you and when i heard you speaking on on the clubhouse app i was like i need to invite her on declaration yeah, like, you're the so only happy. person i invited from i've heard from that app because i oh. i heard you speaking and i was like i need to invite her on because i just am grateful and hearing your testimony like thank you for sharing that and i'm sure it's going to resonate with our listeners Definitely. because a lot of people will go through difficult circumstances and difficult things and they they don't feel like God can use them anymore. They feel like maybe they messed up too much or they feel like, you know, they, you know, fell too far or whatever. Well, let me say this. Okay. And I'm going to say this and I say, and this is my response to everybody who feels like that. Paul was a murderer and I'm not talking about just, oh, I don't like people in my heart, hate murder. I'm talking about like, Shoot, 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 ching, ching, cut you up. <laughs> Pursue <laughs> after you, murderer of Christians. But God allowed him to walk through an experience that changed his heart, his spirit, and changed him as an individual. And from that day forward, God used him so mightily to where if it wasn't the if it wasn't the entire New Testament, a majority of the New Testament was written by Paul. So if that's not a um, indication that God can use anyone, I don't know what is an indication. You, well, somebody may have, I don't know, but you ain't murdered nobody, right? You've not killed anybody. And even if you did, he can cover that. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. And use you mightily. Noah was allegedly, what, a drunk? You see what I'm saying? Peter, he had a bad attitude, you know, a bad attitude. He was out here slicing off people's ears and Jesus was like, hold on, Peter. Hold on. I know you here. Listen, hold on. You see what I'm saying? So, uh, Jonah, he was disobedient. He didn't want to do what he wanted to do. Right. David, he would listen. David was in a lot of, he was doing a lot of things, sleeping with people's wives who wasn't his wife. Right. But God said, he's still a man after my own heart. So don't let anybody ever make you think, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just terrible. No, you're not. Everybody in the Bible who God used mightily had a history. They had a history, right? No one was perfect. Well, Jesus was, but everybody else, no one was perfect. So let God use you. Wow. wow amen. So what I, what I feel like you earlier, you, you said like coming through something, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is like, in terms of being an overcomer, Mm. and overcoming. We've talked about toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. We've talked about your testimony. We've talked about a whole bunch of different things. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean to overcome in all these different circumstances? How can somebody overcome? Mm. So you're bringing back some things to my remembrance. I don't know if it was probably like a week, week and a half ago. And I think I had like a, a clear, open, like, I don't know if it was an open vision or what I saw, but it was like I saw a warrior and 
he or she, I'm not even sure what the gender was, had a sword, a big sword in his hand, but he was bloody. He was battered. He had scratches. He had abrasions. He had a tooth missing. Um, his, his eye was swollen and had really, really, really been through some tragic battles, I guess is what God was trying to show me. But in that, it was like an even bigger warrior came alongside him, right? And it was like almost like the bigger warrior was saying to him, just have a seat. Just have a seat. I got it from here. Oof. Girl, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> um, sometimes we go through life. And life will beat you up. Life will be your biggest opponent. And life will throw at you everything that it has. However, it's something about when you give a yes to God that you kind of tap him into the battle. I don't know if you ever watched, used to watch wrestling where one wrestler would go out there and fight the opponent. But when he got tired, he would come back and tag the other wrestler and then the other wrestler will come out there and wear the opponent out. I'm talking about beat the brakes off of him, right? <laughs> and so that's what God wants to do on your behalf. He wants to beat the brakes off of your enemies, right? And your enemies, when I say that, I'm talking about poverty, sickness, uh, depression, anxiety, um, the relationships that can't get right, the things that are in you. Because if we're honest, the inner me is sometimes my enemy. So God wants to be tapped into your life. He wants you to bring him in. He wants you to say, you know what, God, I've done as much as I possibly can. I can't do anymore. And it's when you get to that point that God says, all right, let's go. And so when he says that, that's you overcome in God. You won't necessarily be able to do it in your own strength. You will fight, you will fight, you will fight, you will fight. But there's some fights that you're not trained to fight. You can have all the education in the world, all the money in the world, all the status in the world, but there's some fights that you are going to need. And that's a different thing than want. You are going to need the power of the Holy Ghost. You are going to need God to give you instruction. You're going to need supernatural wisdom on how am I going to get out of this thing? Right. I remember a time when I had two dollars to my I'm talking about to my name, nothing in the savings, nothing in the debit, nothing on the debit card, nothing on the any cards, no change in the, the, the cup holder in the car. I had two dollars in my name and I'm like, I got to go to work. So what am I gonna do? Two dollars in my name and I'm riding on fumes. But I went anyway and God revealed when I got to work, I walked away with one hundred and fifty dollars for the day. And so that was God showing me Tanisha tap me in. Tap me in. So if I could say anything about being an overcomer, the uh, and I'm going to take it back to God. The closer you get to God, the more he empowers you and the more he gives you strategy and the more he gives you clarity on what you should do in your individual situation. And the more he says, you know what, since you've invited me in now, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right. That's not for you outside of God. 
That's for you inside of God. That scripture where it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. If you remember back before you got saved and you really came to God, it was a whole lot of weapons forming against you. Promiscuity was forming against you. Uh, Drug use was forming against you and it was prospering. Uh, Drug abuse was forming against you and it was prospering. Bad relationships was forming against you and it was prospering. But it wasn't until you gave a yes to God that now you can stand under that umbrella of no weapon formed against me shall prosper, right? That means it won't advance. It won't win, right? In him, we are more than conquerors. So if anything, I would just say the, the, it, the it's so important to just get to know God. <laughs> I can't even stress that anymore. He's the, he's omnipresent, omniscient, almighty. That means whatever comes against you when you're in God is coming against the creator of the universe, I'm destined to win. It may not look like it, feel like it, taste like it, smell like it, but it's already written. <coughs> so let me just do my part, which is getting close to God. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about the overcoming spirit. I need my big bro, my big bro and my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I need. Sorry. Bless you. Um, wow. Amazing. Praise mm-hmm. God. That's what I need. So, before we go, is there any last words of encourage you, encouragement you might have for our listeners? Definitely, definitely. Um, God has not forgotten you. Um, sometimes we're in situations where we feel like everybody else, everyone else around us is coming out. Everyone else around us is being blessed. Everyone else around us is getting a revelation. Everyone else around us is getting, you know, having a relationship with God. God has not forgotten about you specifically. I'm talking to the person who's listening to me, you individually, specifically. God had you on his mind. You understand when he created the universe, he had you on his mind. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew Tanisha. He knew Christabel. And I'm pronouncing it right, right? Christabel? Yep. yep okay. Yep, he knew Christabel. He knew John who's listening. He knew Keisha who's listening. He's He knew whoever's listening to what is saying, what is being said right now. He knew you. He knew the trials that you were going to have. He knew the tribulations. He knew that that parent may not have going to treat you well. He knew that you were going to have that relationship that caused you uh, trauma. He knew that, you know, you might have, you not, might be subject to some illness. He knew all of that. But let him get the glory out of that thing. If you're going to go through all the hell you've been through, you might as well get something out of it. So you might as well come out, come out with power. You might as well come out with authority. You might as well come out declaring things. I think we on the declaration podcast. Hello. <laughs> so for all of what you've been through, you might as well go ahead and put your hand in God's unchanging hand and win against everything that has come against you. And when you're winning, don't forget about your family. Make sure that you cover them in prayer too. We want everybody coming out of this thing, right? We've been in this pandemic. And I can tell you, I can honestly tell you, 2020 has been one of the best years for me mentally, physically, emotionally, financially in a pandemic. And I'm like, that got to be a God, because how can you take such what looks such a terrible situation and still cause me to flourish in the middle of what the world is saying is a he's showing me there's nothing too big, even in a pandemic. I'm God. 
I'm God. He calls himself I am. Whatever it is that you need, I am. You need money? I am. You need a healing? I am. You need to come out of depression? I am. You need better relationships? I am. So it's like, okay, if he's the I am, then I'm going to, listen, where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? <laughs> where do I sign up as a Christian? Where do I sign up as one of those people who's totally enamored with God and how he has brought me out of some things? So I just encourage you in that way. God is waiting on you. He's waiting on you. Wow. Amen. That's incredible. And for all of our listeners, you've heard in so many of the different episodes just to come to God. And last week, oh, no, I don't want to say that because this episode isn't going to air last week. Mm -hmm. A few episodes ago, we did an episode on spiritual rest and on finding God in that. And we talked a lot about the presence of God mm -hmm. and the importance of the presence of God in our life. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening to this, if you heard Tanisha's testimony today, and if you have not yet come to God for yourself, I just want to encourage you that his arms are wide open for you. Jesus is with you even when you don't see it, even when you don't feel it, even when you don't know the truth of the word says nothing separates us from the love of Christ. Mm. And so know that in Christ and his death is enough to cover your sins. Your sins are forgiven. You can live with him in his resurrection. Mm -hmm. He is enough for you. He can take all of your burdens, all of your pain, all of your struggles, everything on himself. And so with her last advice to come to God, I just want to encourage you today, when you turn off this episode, just get down on your knees and just ask God to come into your life. Mm -hmm. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to help you, to lead you to the right people that are going to build you up in the Lord. If you're not yet involved in a church, find a local church that's going to support you. Mm -hmm. Find a Bible study, find a group, find Christians in to be able to speak into this in your life because God wants to do something through you. He wants to make you an overcomer mm -hmm. and that can only happen in relationship <laughs> with him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And even if you want to, like I told uh, Christabel before, on Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, we're going to have um, nothing missing, nothing broken. And I'm not sure if I'm calling it a Bible study just yet, but we will be talking about the goodness of God and applying it to our lives. So I will be on Clubhouse Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays at 4 p.m. in the nothing missing, nothing broken room. So if you have nowhere and you're like, OK, where do I start? Um, you're more than welcome to come to us, but I encourage you to find someone in your local assembly, right? It's good to have mm -hmm. people near you who are of the same mindset. This has been good. Praise God. I'll put your information for everyone in the show description. So if you want to connect with her, I'll put her information for her clubhouse meetings. I will put her information on Instagram and you can get connected with Tanisha as well. So I appreciate thank you. Thank you so much for coming you. on today. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is good. You're doing a good work. You're doing a great work. Thank you. you are. If that enemy would have knew what he was starting when he was messing with you, he wouldn't have messed with you. But too late now. <laughs> you got the last laugh. Oh, praise Amen. God. Amen. Thank you. That's good. All right. I'm going to stop the recording. Okay. So, uh, all right. We're not recording any longer. All right. That Sounds was so good. great. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. And also, if you can, when you get